Yeah, thank you for tuning in. It's more than a podcast. Inexhaustible episodes, God's vast. Glorify Him as we broadcast the Lord's grace and God's wrath. More serious than a bomb blast. Full disclosure inside the title. No surprises, simply put, guys with Bibles. Yeah. Just some regular reborn reformed cats If it's in the Bible, then they're gonna speak on that Cause the scripture is the final word okay. Competing ideas, quite absurd Of this you can be quite assured <laughs> yeah. We were lost in the darkness of night immersed in sin But then the, the light, light emerged. emerged It was the Son of God, divine Christ that shines light The word in Genesis that assigned life in hindsight And was revealed through the prophets and apostles We magnify and expound on the power of the gospel Yeah, yeah Hey, what's up, everybody? Round two for Guys with Bibles. <laughs> I'm Scott. I'm Sean. And I'm Lee. And we're going to be diving back into Ephesians today. We're going to be going over 8 through 10 from what Lee has told us. Um, we have chapter three. disputed this um, for the last 10 minutes now. So um, we are trying to figure out where we're at, but none of us The know. listeners can but. testify that the last couple... Ephesians episodes were a little rabbit trail like, so yeah. it's hard to it's hard to remember where you were when you've launched off into a lot of the, different directions. The arguments got trail. pretty heated. I got nervous for a minute. <laughs> I th- I we thought guys with Bibles was dissolved. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the breaking so, of the fellowship. I don't know if anyone else listened to the tobacco episode. I hope people check that out. Let us know what you think of that. Um, me and Sean, we were on that, and we got into a topic that I think we're going to get Lee involved in. Um, cause I think he deserves to be in this. So I think it's a good guys with Bibles topic. What do you think? <laughs> Lee's laughing. He's like, yeah, well, thank you for inviting thank you for me. Letting me, let me. Yeah. Be part so of we're going to have a guest on the show, Lee Jones. Okay. So, um, Yay. <laughs> hope you guys are ready. We're going to be talking about marijuana. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> oh my. Sweet. What? What? Sorry, I got a I got a three year old trying to whisper into my ear right now. I have a five year old <laughs> trying to whisper into my ear. So, oh wow. So okay. Anyways, so let's dive into Ephesians eight. <clears throat> Sean, are you reading this bad? Boy? Yeah, I'll read it. Okay. Oh, here's tonight. Way, way to take initiative. Actually, I have the NASB tonight. Wow, it's funny because I have the ESV. Are you are you feeling okay? Yeah. Or have you totally abandoned your cradle Baptist, whatever it is? I haven't totally abandoned it. I still like it, but I'm doing some in depth studies right now, so I've been in the silver line more. So. Yeah, because you know you can't trust the CFB. Well, it's not as literal. That's for sure. Steadfast Hmm. and true. That's Faithful true. and true. <laughs> Faith- oh, that's right. Faithful and true. Get it right, man. I was you thinking... Need to, uh, you need to stick with something that shoots straight, you know? Like the Nasby. I shoot straight. I'm a good shot. Hmm. So is Noah, right? Yep. That's why you don't take a high point gun over a, like a Ruger don't, or a Smith I mean, don't even buy a high point. Don't I ever... Mean, I mean, you could, you know, tear your money up and throw it, it in a fire and it's better off. 
Well, I told you that with the CSB, but you didn't listen to me. But no, anyway. I like the so, CSB. Anyway, you shut well, up. Moving on. You shut up. There we go. <laughs> oh my. Okay. Read Ephesians three verses Bible eight through ten. Yes. To me, the very least of all saints, this grace was given to preach. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. You did not say this begins the reading. We we just think that you're talking right now. You're killing me. I have no way of knowing. I just... Yep. What are you talking wow. about? I'm still CSB reading. CSB has really messed you up. What is going on? Ephes- okay, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 8 through 10. To me, the this very least... the reading. No, you don't he say that. Here ends the reading. <laughs> you don't say that. We, we Attend at mass, man. No, 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 don't do it, don't do it. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. All right, for real. Okay, for real. I'll let you do this this time. All right. There you go. Here it is. To me, the very least of all saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ and to bring to light what is the administration of the mystery which for ages has been hidden in God who created all things, so that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places. This here ends the reading. Thanks be to God. Boom. Wow. Hey, thank you, guest Sean. Um, don't worry. <laughs> People mess it up all the time. So um, What did I mess up? Gonna, we're just going to we're gonna move on. And, uh, not, <laughs> that not was as smooth as eggs. You know. Smooth as eggs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I'm going to remember that. That one's as smooth as eggs. I like that. That's, that's they are smooth. So they are. Talking especially about. when you add milk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Milk fluffy. Sweet. Yeah, fluffy. You like fluffy eggs, you know. Fluffy like fluffy my eggs. belly. You know, speaking of eggs, try to make or your an omelet. Mullet. Oh, yeah. Try to make an omelet and have no success. It It's like a disaster every time I try to make an omelet. It's a very tender process. It is It is a process that God has not given me that spiritual gift, you know, and I just, I'm not very good at it. If you need an omelet, I make a mean omelet. I can come over and show you. I live 10 minutes from you. Oh, you're going to come over and flip my eggs? Darn toot and I will. Game on. <laughs> hmm, I don't know what to make of this. <laughs> Lee, this you is guys with Bibles, and we're out. You butt okay. out of this, Lee. This is enough. <laughs> this is a this is a that's a good segue. Okay, so the very least of all saints. Boom. Scott. Yeah. Okay. So how dare you? <laughs> what is he saying here? Uh, to me, the very least of all saints, this grace was given to given to preach to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ. So Paul right now is speaking of that his ability to go out and proclaim the gospel to the Gentiles was given to him by Christ himself. Um, and he was the least of the saints at the time. So he was a lesser of Peter, um, John, James, Matthew. I mean, we can go on. Um, he was the last one to gain apostleship, I should say. Um, 
since right the is. the one apostle that never was with Jesus face to face during his earthly ministry right right but only came face to face with him when he appeared to him on the road to Damascus mm-hmm. so yeah. I mean he never walked with and Christ. a persecutor before that too I think right. that plays a huge part in his saying he's the least because he was the only one who was actively opposed to the work of Christ before right. he met him yeah. on the road to Damascus. Wasn't exactly. Wasn't Paul or, or Saul, I'm sorry, wasn't he the one that was standing there like as Stephen was getting stoned? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And approving and it, I he believe approving he was of holding it. he was holding the coat of uh somebody that was I can't remember. He, Stephen. It was at Stephen's stoning. Yeah, it was Stephen's. Yeah. 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 So he got okay. to hear the whole speech. Yeah. Yep. And I can't say that that didn't play some part, because that speech is kind of, even though maybe Stephen didn't know that at the time, but it was very much uh, poignant, I would think, to to Paul's ears. Oh, right. yeah. And I think he, that was a very impactful sermon that actually had, Stephen, had, to have Stephen had to have given um, at the very end of his life. And I think it had a deep impact on Paul um, and how he actually... I think it actually grieved him, you know, because he talks about the thorns of his body, you know, um, stuff that he deals with every day and his regrets and grief. Um, I think that really was something that he troubled, he struggled with in his heart um, to overcome over time. So I think that has a very deep impact in Paul's ministry as well. So I agree. I was trying to sometimes, oh, here, yeah, sometimes right. little little sometimes little parts of Stephen's speech kind of even sound like Paul to me. I'm yeah, trying right. to find a quote for it, but I don't think I will this quickly. But. Yeah, right here, Acts chapter seven, verse fifty-eight. When they had driven him out of the city, they began stoning him, and the witnesses laid aside their robes at the feet of a young man named Saul. Yep, there he is. And now this this gets into another subject, too, that a lot of people talk about, th- saying that, that Paul's name was changed from Saul to Paul when he was a believer, which oh, isn't, yeah. that's not, actually that's isn't not true. Because he was known concurrently as Saul and Paul, even at the time. Because he had, he had right. dual citizenship. Sorry. What did I miss? Right. We were talking about the controversy of people saying that Saul's name was changed to Paul after he became a believer, but it was it was super common and it's still common for that for for Jewish believers to have a Jewish name and then a I guess what you would call a a, a, a common name or a secular name or whatever and sometimes it corresponds and sometimes it's totally different. So oh, Saul gonna, is gonna, a very we're important. We're gonna go ahead and we're gonna clarify this. We're gonna go ahead and clarify this. Okay. So in chapter nine. His name is Saul, right? Now, Saul is still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. We have to remember who the author, Luke, is speaking to right now. So, Luke right now is talking to Jewish people, right? So, the audience is a Jewish audience at this point in time. We get into the chapter 13, of Acts. Where in verse in verse 9 of Acts, okay. chapter 13, verse 9 of Acts, it says, But Saul, who was also known as Paul, 
filled with the Holy Spirit, gaze on him and said, You who are full of deceit, fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of righteousness, will you not cease to make crooked the straight ways of the Lord? Now behold, the hand of the Lord is upon you, and now you will be blind and not see the sun for a time. God did not change his name. Let's end this debate. God did not change Saul's name to Paul. It was always Paul in the Greek. And I think it's interesting, too, that when Christ smacked him off his horse on the way to Damascus, that he called, well, he, everyone refers to him as Paul after that because he was chosen to be the one to go to the Greeks, to the Gentiles. Exactly. And so that name stuck. Um, he never like renounced his Jewish name. I don't think, but no, since he was talking to Gentiles, mostly Paul was the name that stuck and was used the most because that is what, because it's a Gentile name. It's a Gentile name. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I think we can end that whole debacle. Um, people who think that please talk to us. We'll straighten you out. So, and, (laughs) We'll help you. We'll help you understand. We will help you. We will forcibly help you understand. <laughs> so, um, I hope that's okay. So, and I gotta Ephesians, turn all the way back to Ephesians again. Yeah. God bless it. These sword so, drills are killing me. So we go go through here, and we're in Ephesians eight. To me, the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ, and to bring to light what is the administration of the mystery which for ages has been hidden in God who created all things so that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church to the rulers and through authorities in the heavenly places now what is Paul saying here the this mystery language has come up already quite a bit especially in chapter two and i just recently read in um in a samwise gamgee renahan's book the mystery of christ um and i don't have it in front of me now but he was talking about mystery how it's a false thing to appeal to mystery as a way of avoiding answering something because it's clear especially in paul's writing but elsewhere in scripture that mysteries are intended to be revealed. They're right. the types and shadows that did not have an immediate revelation at the time that they were given, but do terminate in an actual revelation that they're meant to signify from the very beginning. So those mysteries are not something that just hang out there for you to ponder. These specific mysteries about Christ and his work and salvation and sanctification, all these things, these are not meant to be quote-unquote mysterious. They are meant to be learned and known and meditated on and that was paul's mission as an apostle was to elucidate those things to make them to make them come to light just like paul right. says here and i, and to, I like to how communicate said, that those are terminated in christ yes to illuminate to shine upon to make clear um, when he says and to bring to light what is the administration of the mystery for which the ages has been hidden in the God who created all things. Um, Paul here is 
it's it's a figurative sense of revealing, showing um, in verse nine um, that it would re- it means my task was also to the people so that I can make known that his task given to him by God was to make known the beginnings of what the Lord has done in the beginning and created all things. Um, we get into this. Would it, and would it be safe to say that he had to do that because, if referring back to verse 8, because the riches of Christ are so unfathomable, they're hard to understand. Right. The, it, they're hard to understand on their face, and they were especially hard to understand. It's hard to wrap your mind a, around, especially for a Gentile. Oh, yeah. The people who haven't had the whole testimony of the Old Testament. Right. Um up to that point and you know but it was even hard for them too because obviously like yeah. groups like the judaizers were out there not recognizing that the the signs the shadows and the forms had not come to their fruition they were still insisting that you follow the types and shadows in order to follow christ so that mystery wasn't even elucidated to jewish audiences either right right it's just two totally different kinds of illumination that were necessary depending on the audience. That's uh, some monumental work that had to be done. Yeah, and I, you know, where it says the mystery, which for the ages has been hidden in God, um, the expression from the ages, um, we can see in chapter 1, in verse 21, if you guys, it, it's, it's a repetitive... Um, so in verse 21, far above all rule and authority and power of dominion, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. So Paul is, we see similar language right here. The language of ages you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. So past ages of all times, the past since creation, um, it is possible here the, the word is used in a personal sense. Um, spiritual powers, um, as in 2-2 of Ephesians. Um, If the word is taken in a personal sense here, um, the translation could be God kept his secret hidden from the spiritual powers. Um, We see hidden translate um, the perfect passive, uh, the participle of the Greek verb um, is to cover up or to conceal. Sure. Um, Sure. God kept his secret hidden through all the ages may be expressed as through all times that is past, God did not reveal his secret plan, or God refused to let people know about his secret, or he refused to let people know about what he was planning. Um, So we see this in ages past and how the mystery was hidden. Um, God didn't reveal his secret even to the spiritual powers around him so like the angels no one knew the you know right besides christ christ is the only one who illuminated i'm glad you mentioned the angels because that's what i was thinking of when you were talking about it how and he's talking about salvation here that these are things into which angels long to look right because it was knowledge not for them um there is no path to salvation for an angel it's that's only for mankind but it's a right. glorious thing, and they long to look into it, but it's not for them, and it's really not even to be comprehended by them. 
So same, yeah, same I always, for demons too. I always was. Uh, I always thought that was kind of hard to understand when just reading it at face value, verse ten, when it when he says uh, the authorities in the heavenly places, and you guys are helping me understand that a little bit better. Yeah, the, I mean, uh, Yahweh's the only one that has all knowledge. Right. You know, un- uncreated, unending, all-knowing. Um, the they All created beings have to learn. And right. it would make sense that he wouldn't reveal truths like these to angels or to any, any other authority, spiritual authority, uh, right. b- beneath him, because they're not truths that are for them. These right. truths are for his people, right? Humans. Whether whether the secret was hidden in God or by God, it was certainly God who was hiding the secret. Um, the essential difference here that we're seeing um, would be to say either God kept the secret hidden or God kept the secret hidden in Himself. Um, God characterized as the Creator of all things. Um, from the, well, it's and, a verb to create, and as we see in verse two ten, um, for we are the sake, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. God mm-hmm. created us for good works, um, so we see this in two ten, and also in verses two fifteen, um, by abolishing in his flesh the enmity which is the law, the commandments contained in ordinances, so that in himself he might make the two into one new man, thus establishing peace. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see this, and where it is used of the new creation, um, a strictly literal translation of this would be of who is the creator of all things, may be misleading, which in some texts I've seen that this is argued throughout different theologians but um for it might imply that god had made all the artifacts in the world therefore it may be better to say who created the world or who created the world and the sky Um, we see this instead of all things can be misleading so all right I had one more comment about the uh, talking about the mystery hidden for ages in God. I was thinking about this coven- <clears throat> covenantally, and uh, I think, and this is just my idea. I didn't read this anywhere, so I could be totally wrong on this, but it does kind of remind me of the covenant of redemption. Because, I was getting ready to bring it up, man. Ah! Right, right. Yeah, because it, it, when you're making a covenant, the, a covenant is made within the Godhead that there's a Trinitarian form to salvation and it would make sense that that would not be disclosed to parties outside of the covenant until it's actually enacted and you can see it happen. And the, and like, like any covenant that the one signing the covenant until that person dies, which obviously would have been Christ, the second person of the Trinity. That's when that mystery becomes known and the whole plan encompassed in the covenant of redemption comes to light. Granted, it takes some explanation in order to know what it is and what it does, and that's was the goal. That's the whole point of the apostles' teaching in the New Testament about what Christ was doing. But it does seem to me that this this mystery being hidden in God is totally consistent with the covenant of redemption. 
Yeah, right. and it's it's interesting too if you read through the Old Testament. God doesn't reveal everything at once, but at certain points in time, he reveals a little bit more, another type or another shadow that alludes to the fulfillment in Christ without mentioning Christ specifically. Right. So, yeah, because these were the times of progressive revelation. Yeah. That wanna, revelation was wanna, still being given. I want to go back on something I said um, when nope. I said... I'm just that kidding. Not allowed. God who created all things might be a more literal translation and could be misleading to some. Um, so I've I've heard <clears throat> that when we say God created all things, well, a lot of atheists will come out and say, well, so he created all the artifacts um, or the dinosaur bones that we dig up. Um, so he made the earth look and appear older than it is. Um, no. <laughs> so that's what I, I believe that's called the across. apparent age theory. Yes, it's it's the apparent age. So yes, the earth is as old as it looks. So I think we need to realize that God did not create certain things to make it misleading for man. Okay, so he does. He's not a man, a god of confusion, um, as Paul says. So when he's when we say he created all things, he created the earth, the sky, the universe. Um, he created everything that you see in Genesis one, uh, one and two. So when it comes to other things that people want to account to God for creating that man has created from his own hands. Um, and as now worshipped as idols, God <laughs> didn't create the idols that you are worshiping. So, yeah, God may, didn't he, create. He the may have created calf. the properties of those idols that are made from the properties. The wood he made. and the right. elements for, to but make the metal, and he didn't make the artifacts that are made in the images of idols. So, right. that is all man-made. So, right. let's just clear that up. But. To be the creator of all things is a literal translation. Um, so that is a literal translation, as we see in the NASB. And in the ESV. And in the ESV. So, it, like you were just talking about, like God didn't create the idols, but he created the properties that, that men used to pervert it into an idol. It, it reminded me of when, during the Exodus, the, the Hebrews looted the Egyptians and took all their gold and God had gifted them that gold. He promised them that gold, the, that mm -hmm. treasure. And then right. sure enough, Moses doesn't come do. down immediately off the mountain and they melt it down into an idol, into a golden calf, <laughs> into a cow, a cow out of all things. They make a cow. And then to make it even like to make it even, I mean, they're worshiping it anyway, but then they call it, they call that calf Yahweh. Right. To top it off. Yeah. So they needed... Insert Paul Washer blasphemy gif here. Heresy! Here, here, <laughs> Here's what we need to take away. So when we... The Exodus, when they melted the calf, the metal, the gold down into the metal to form the calf, um, people need an image of a god, right? People desire an image of a deity, so, because we all had this image of God and who God is, but that's where we fall. That's where we fail. 
the image of God that we should be portraying and that we should be thinking about in our mind is the God of the Bible. Exactly how he reveals himself and his characteristics and attributes. That's who word. we should be. Exactly. How he reveals himself through the word. And that's how you should be imagining God in your mind. And because when you worship what I've heard in a thousand times in conversation is the guy in the sky with a white robe sitting on the throne with a uh, beer. Dude drives me nuts. Um, look, this isn't Greek mythology. So yeah, he's not this is totally different. Here. Totally different. So this is actually the real deal. The Greek gods, and they he's fall. not a glorified they man like the uh, like the Mormons believe either. Right. Exactly. So, I think it's I think it's very important that we understand that what did God create when the Bible says God created all things. So we need to understand the underlying of what did God create and what did man create. Um, so there is yeah. a part that man did play in his own failings. Um, so we move on to verse 10 where it says, so that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church. Paul highlights the church here yes. first, and then he goes to the rulers, okay, and the authorities in heavenly places. I think right. the order is very important here. So the church is Christ's bride, right? So it has been revealed to the church, the body of Christ. It has been revealed to the church, to the rulers, which is the people granted authority by God, um, and also the authorities in heavenly places. See, I took that to mean both rulers and authorities in heavenly places. Did, did you? It could it could possibly I be. Them, I lumped them both You lumped together, them together, didn't you? You could be wrong on that. Wow, it wow, makes wow, sense wow. though because it if does. the church if the church is um, living out the the truth of their salvation in Christ and following what we've been called to do and to be, that's going to be noticed by everyone. It's going to be noticed by people around us, and it's going to be noticed by uh, the spiritual forces that we don't see. Yeah, I'm actually gonna I want to look this up real quick. I, th I um, while you're doing that, I, I was I wanted to to say, especially about talking about the church here. Yeah, go ahead. By the church is not just, you know, it's these these truths aren't revealed by one guy sitting under a tree and thinking about something or finding truth in the, in a tree or through an experience, a human experience of something. No, these are these are propositions that were entrusted to the entire body of believers. And I'm not talking in like a Roman Catholic sense where you have to be part of the church with a capital C in order to actually follow apostolic teaching. I mean, this is for the the invisible church, the actual true converted believers. We carry a testimony. I mean, we are carrying on the testimonies of Scripture, Old Testament, and its fulfillment in the New Testament. Um, it's for all of us. It's not an individualistic thing. Like, we are part of a whole. We're part of the—I mean, obviously, we're part of the visible church. We should be. We should be attending 
in, in a congregation of worshipers and um, being in that community, but also the invisible church of people who are truly converted and are, are being sanctified. We carry these truths together. There's no one person more important than the other. These truths are entrusted to the church, and this is what we've been called to do, is to, to be a witness in, to those around us in, in the public. I couldn't have said it any better, Leroy. Okay. Aww. So, so Lee, it seems that these might be grouped together anyways, to rulers and authorities in heavenly places. Boom. Um, so for for the heavenlies, um, these are the spiritual powers, and it seems unlikely here um, that they are regarded as evil. The angelic rulers and powers in the heavenly world can best be expressed in some languages as the angels who rule and have power in the sky or the heavens. Um, by means of the church, through the church, this phrase, which is used nowhere else in the New Testament— um, says that the church is the means by which the manifold wisdom of God is revealed to the spiritual powers and rulers. Um, the writer does not elaborate, so the interpreter is left to decide whether this means that the church's existence as the body of Christ, the place where reconciliation between Jews and Gentiles has taken place, um, or the church's activity in proclamation of the gospel. Um, the insertion of the phrase by means of the church in the rather complex clause here in verse 10 can be very misleading. It may be possible to render the phrase more effectively at the end of verse 10 as the church was to cause these angels to learn about this. Otherwise, it may be best to introduce the church as the causative, Causative, causative subject causative? of purpose. Causative, yeah. Causative subject of the purpose clause in verse 10, for example, in order that the present time the church might cause the angels who rule and have power in the heaven to know about God's wisdom. On the other hand, if through the church refers to the way in which God is working out his plan, this would certainly require a separate sentence. Um, in all its different forms. Um, the compound adjective to manifold um, occurs here in the New Testament for the simple form varied many several. Um, it is applied to the grace of God, um, brings out the meaning of forceful way. Uh, the purpose of all this is the angelic power should now See the complex wisdom of God's plan being worked out through the church. So, there you go. Nice. I think that's, I couldn't have said it better, so. Yeah. And that is. It says it right there. So, this is um, a hand, it's called the Handbook of Paul's Letter to the Ephesians, um, and it is by N Eugene Nita and Robert. Roger. Hmm. Could be saying that completely wrong. So, probably. Whatever. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Come up with an easier name. No. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so yeah, awesome. I think that's I think that's a really good way to put it. Um, it kind of gives you both sides uh, on how to take that that short verse. Um, 
because yeah, you can't you can group those together which i never really took into effect until lee actually said it that he groups those together and it actually makes a lot more sense being grouped together and i when you were reading that that commentary scott you, you gave like three different things that this wisdom that the church is making known uh you gave like three different things that it could possibly be right and as i was listening to that i mean i think it's all three of them you know what i mean yeah and it very well could be because in um first corinthians 6 i think it's first corinthians 6 or it's second corinthians 6 so in first corinthians 6 3 it says do you not know that we will judge angels how much more matters of this life so this could go along with what Paul is saying here in Ephesians 3.10 um, about the church, because as the body of Christ, when we are Christ's bride, we will eventually be, I would say, above the angels. Right? Yeah, would sure. You, would you agree? Would you agree? Sure. I don't... Yeah. Um, not right now, but in, in, right. Our, in, the, in, the eternal, in our eternal heavenly form. Right. Fully, so, fully sanctified by that point. I don't know Absolutely. why I remember that one verse, but I do. And it's, yeah. it's an odd verse to remember, but, and then I always it stands mix it out. Up. It does. It, it's weird. It's an odd verse um, in 1 Corinthians, what was that, 6-3? Yeah, 1 Corinthians 6-3. Yeah. I highlighted it. Did you now? Yeah. Oh, no, you feel special. Yep. If you, I don't know why I came across that. I came across that verse like four years ago, and uh, I think I was. Uh, was that the start of your angelology kick? Yes, yes, I yeah. think it was. Yeah, I figured. And um, dude, it's I, not something we talk about in reformed, in the reformed no, world very often. No, 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 no. We do not like to talk about uh, demonology and angels and stuff like that but i promise <laughs> we will be diving into that here just shortly yeah i have no doubt oh i can't that's my, wait that's, that's my, my jam. jam oh especially Jank, like the, you owe me a coke the anakians and all <laughs> and then we get into all that so we get into the Sumerian religion and stuff like that so okay mesopotamia you know dive into really all those so it's really it really gets good so i think it's definitely worth diving into all right so, so are we are we into, oh are we done are we or stopping? not are we stopping oh. <laughs> are we stopping it what is are wrong we, with you are we sean has s'mores to me sean it's getting sean, dark what is wrong what is wrong no i we've been going for 40 minutes and i didn't no. know if we were starting a new thought we're going strong Okay, we are going strong here, <laughs> there, Sean. You do not, you do not shut off the Holy Spirit, Sean. Okay. Oh, sorry. We're Look, done when he says we're done. We're done. Are you still downloading? Sorry. What do you I'm mean? Getting so are many downloads on this three. Still getting right downloads now? from from the Lord. Yes. Okay. Yes. Actually, the Lord has spoken to me, and He told me to shut your mouth. So, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're gonna be sorry. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna not speak like Zachariah, okay? <laughs> yeah, for nine months. You're nine brood months. Of vipers. You're <laughs> vipers. 
I'm going to send two female bears after you. <laughs> yeah. Enough with the she yeah. bears. Hey, yeah. I'm the balding one. I have the power over the bears. <laughs> that is very true. You have that the power of the she bears. That's it. I'm That's a privilege that belongs to me. Put you in a box of worms. <laughs> Shove you out a two-story I'm... window and let you get mauled by dogs. Mm, good Sounds grief. good. This is getting graphic. Dogs love me. They would if never no want one me. knows where these come from, if no one knows where these quotes come from that we're quoting right now, you need to be reading your Bible a little. <laughs> you should have gone to a better Sunday school when you were a kid. Yes. Yes. Because some of those are quite hilarious, and some of those are quite gruesome. So... I think it's very important that we understand. The she bears, the she bears, is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. I'm sorry. Oh gosh, that is the funniest one. The, in the she Bible. bears are great. Every time we I, named, I read uh, that every year, I still laugh out loud. I don't know why. I'm just like. <laughs> if, did I, tell you guys I mean, if about, you read it and you realize what's actually happening, it's not really that funny. But it's just like the randomness but, of it. it, but it and it's funny. It's right in the middle of nowhere, and it's just like, <laughs> why was that even included? It's like the author was like, yeah, this is definitely divine inspired. I'm going to throw this here. <laughs> did I did I tell you guys about the, the year when I was a Bible quizzer and we named our Bible quiz team after part of that story? Did I ever tell you that? Uh-uh. So every year when you, when you do Bible quizzing, uh, you're supposed to take a team name from the text that you're studying that year. Right. So one year we were doing, we were doing that, and we named our team Mauled 42 because oh, gosh. from that story— 42 youths got mauled by the she-bear. You and, might want to... Uh, what oh, what were you saying? What'd you say, Sean? I was going to... I have the perfect name for a uh, Bible quiz team, but you might want to cut it out. I don't know if it's going to be... <laughs> Sean, improper. save that for after the bit. Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> and so we made we made team shirts that year, and everybody got, like, white button-down shirts, and we just, like, splattered them with red paint. And, yes. and tore them at different places and uh, at one point well like i tore a sleeve off of mine but left a long sleeve and uh, my buddy on the one of my buddies on the team joel king uh actually he cut he cut the cuff off of the long sleeve shirt cut the entire sleeve off but then just wore the cuff oh, around gosh. his wrist <laughs> it was awesome <laughs> what did the people think when you guys walked in oh they were used to us <laughs> nobody thought anything by that point oh man here comes the amc walking dead here it was, we go it was amazing it was so great i still have that shirt it's hanging in my closet that's hilarious that's funny but uh yeah i think those those are neat verses in the bible that people should look up look up it's kind of interesting to hear those little stories so um little short snippets yeah it uh, is if you know where they are if you know where those little phrases are, if you're listening to this and you've made it this far, go ahead and email us the chapter and verse. Close so let us know where those are, and then we will be impressed, and we might give a giveaway. So let's. I think we can give a giveaway. I actually have a stack of books I can give away, so... Yeah, I have. Game on. We're working on. I have, we're working on some giveaways right now. Yeah, we're definitely working on some giveaways. So yeah, we'd like to give away some stuff, Bibles, um, books. We'll give away um, other things. 
who knows yeah we're, we're working pencils. on a email list thing so once yeah. we get that all set up we'll do that yes i'm, yeah. I'm working diligently on that at the time of this might recording. even give you guys some highlighters or cans Micron of pencil pens. pencils oh pencils pencils that's genius we're giving away yep. bags of toilet paper oh that, that's like gold no that's too precious we can't do we can't do that okay it's too precious okay. All right. Hey, uh, we will, oh. Then we will whisper sweet nothings in their ear, their whole way to there work. There we go. That's okay. so cool. <laughs> oh Don't man. Don't enjoy this. So, we are guys with Bibles. Well. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a second. No. Whoa. Go ahead. I need I to tell them. I need to tell them where they can find us. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, if they don't know now, then they're lost. Wow. <sighs> Uh, before you do that, I, I want to give a big shout out to Kobe Munsey, who is a, a big friend of the show. He bas- basically every time we say something on social or post an episode or something, he's right there liking and sharing and retweeting and all these kinds of things. So I just wanted yep. to say thank you, Kobe, for your support, uh, for listening, and I uh, hope you and your family and your church and everybody is uh, staying safe right now. All this crazy. Who is this Kobe? He's, he's a good. Uh, he's a good man that likes the CSB. Is yeah. We didn't say he was perfect, but he's a is good he man. On Twitter. <laughs> yes, yeah, he's on. He's, Twitter. On, he's so, on Twitter. He's on Facebook. No wonder we don't know this Kobe. He's a fan of the bar in general too. Right on. Right on. So he's a glad well, to have Kobe, him as a friend of the show and a friend we're of the glad network. Glad to have you on here. Anyway, Sean, Anyways, where can they find so, us? Where can they find us? Uh, you can go to our website, guyswithbibles.com. Check out our podcast feed and uh, the blogs. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you listen to your podcast at. Leave a five-star review if if you feel like it. We'd appreciate it. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Guys With Bibles. And if you want to email us directly, you can email us at guyswbibles at gmail.com. All righty. Well, sweet. And we are Guys With Bibles, and we're out.